companies that set out to change the world should stand for something, something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming, protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomena, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. to too good to be true thank you for taking the time to listen the subject for today's show is rhesus negative blood type before we start getting into details let's just briefly talk about psychic insight and how we apply it we choose a subject then research it and based on that research we determine what we think needs to be explained by creating a series of questions then justina provides psychic insight to answer those questions the psychic insight is narrated towards the end of the show Accepting the psychic insight is a question of individual belief. Now let's go through the disclaimers. Here are the disclaimers. Neither of us claim to have any expertise in any subjects that we discuss. We relate information we find through research and the psychic insight. We are always delighted to hear from the listeners. The show only lasts an hour. We don't have the time to present exhaustive research on any topic. That This means that there will be information that we miss. We want to provide a basis for the psychic insight. We don't care if a theory turns out too good to be true, as the show name suggests. We are only interested in finding out more of the truth about topics. Spirit can only relate insight that is appropriate for our time in history. Free will cannot be affected. 
Only comments that are appropriate for our for our time can be given through the Psychic Insight. Much of the subject matter in shows may have already been covered many times in other media. We want to look into subjects in a new, different way and be thought-provoking. We are not so good with pronouncing names. We apologize. Neither of us have any particular knowledge of human biology, medicine, or genetics. If we have misstated anything, we apologize. And just one last disclaimer, if you hear any strange noises in the background, I have a six-month-old puppy, so he might appear with some squeaking, and that is him. Not any aliens, nothing strange. It's just my little puppy. Okay, some quite incredible claims are made about people with the rhesus-negative blood type. Before we get into the specifics of having rhesus negative, why don't you provide an overview of how blood type is classified? This is a little confusing because the two groupings, the ABO and rhesus, as defined by the International Society of Blood Transfusion, do not cover all blood types. How are the blood types different? The Australian My Doctor website provides an explanation, quote, Blood is classified into blood groups according to whether certain substances are present or not. These include antigens, types of sugars and proteins found on the surface of your red blood cells, and antibodies, types of protein, which are mainly found in plasma, the liquid component of your blood. All cells have different combinations of markers or antigens on their surface. Our immune system has learned to use these to help distinguish the body's own cells, self, from foreign bodies, non-self, like bacteria or toxins. Your immune system learns to ignore your normal antigens, but when it recognizes that a foreign antigen has entered the body, it releases antibodies which attach to the foreign entity and mark it so that so other parts of the immune system can remove and destroy it. In the case of blood cells, if your immune system recognizes that foreign blood cells, i.e. blood cells that are not, not your type, have been introduced into your body, such as via a transfusion, it will mount an immune response using antibodies against the foreign cells." Unquote. Antigens are molecules capable of stimulating an immune response, whereas antibodies help to eliminate antigens. That explains why getting the right blood type during a transfusion is so vitally important. But what is the ABO grouping? The My Doctor article continues, quote, two of the antigens found on the surface of red blood cells are called antigen A and antigen B. The ABO group system for blood typing is based on which of these antigens you have on your red blood cells. You inherit the particular combination of blood group antigens you have from your parents. Blood type A, your red blood cells have antigen A only. Blood type B, your red blood cells have antigen B only. Blood type AB, your red blood cells have both A and B antigens. Blood type O, you have neither A nor B antigens on your red blood cells. In your plasma, the liquid component of your blood, you will have antibodies against whichever anti antigens you don't have on your own red blood cells, i.e. antigens that are foreign. These antibodies are present without you having to having contact with the foreign blood type. How this occurs is not so clear or not clear yet. If you are blood group A, you will have antibodies to antigen B. If you are blood group B, you will have antibodies to antigen A. 
if you are blood group AB, you will not have antibodies to either A or B. If you are blood type O, you will have antibodies to both A and B, unquote. So what is the recess grouping? Again, from the My Doctor article, quote, the other blood type system commonly used is the rhesus system, also called RH system, named after the rhesus monkey in which it was first discovered. In this system, you have an antigen called the RHD, rhesus D antigen, on the surface of your red blood cells. You are said to be rhesus positive, RH positive. If you don't, you are said to be rhesus negative, RH negative. In Australia, about 83% of people are RH positive. Combining your ABO blood group with, with, with whether you are rhesus RH plus or RH minus means your blood can be classified as one of eight possible types, O positive, O negative, A positive, A negative, B positive, B negative, AB positive, AB negative, unquote. The rhesus monkey discover, discovery was made in 1937, reinforcing the idea that humans and primates may have had common ancestors. Some sources state that the discovery was made in 1940. If you are rhesus positive, you can receive either rhesus positive or rhesus negative blood. If you are rhesus negative, you can only receive rhesus negative blood. But there is also rhesus null. Let's talk more about rhesus null in a moment. But what is the breakdown of ABO blood types in terms of which are most or which are more common? The Healthline website lists rarest and most common, quoting Stanford University data for the United States. So, quote, AB negative 0.6%, B negative 1.5%, AB positive 3.4%, A negative 6.3%, O negative 6.6%, B positive 8.5%, A positive 35.7%, and O positive 37.4%, unquote. What about the breakdown of ABO blood types in terms of which are more common in other countries? Wikipedia has a page to blood type distribution by country. Looking at the tabulation in Wikipedia, there are a lot of differences. In Armenia, for example, A positive is the most common blood type with 46.3% of the population, compared with 35.7% in the United States, which has O positive as the most common type at 37.4%. Another example is Chile, which has O positive as the most common type at an overwhelming 85.5%, whereas North Korea has only 27.15% of the population with O positive with A positive being the most common type at 31.08%. So there are a lot of differences around the world. Going back to rhesus null, I've heard about the so-called golden blood. It's extremely rare as the Oddity Central website explains, quote, until half a century ago, doctors believed that such an embryo couldn't even survive in the uterus, let alone develop into a normal healthy adult. But in 1961, an Aboriginal Australian woman was identified as having RH null blood, meaning she lacked all the antigens in the RH blood system, which made no sense at the time. Since then, only 43 people with RH null blood have been identified. RH null blood is called golden blood for two reasons. 
the most important one is that it's its complete lack of Rh negative antigens means that it can be accepted by anyone with a rare blood type within the Rh blood system. Its life-saving potential is so enormous that even though blood samples donated at blood banks are anonymized, scientists often try to track the donors of Rh null blood to directly ask them to donate more. However, because of its scarcity, scarcity, sorry, gold blood, golden blood is only given to patients in the most extreme cases because it is almost impossible to replace. But golden blood also holds immense scientific value as it could help researchers unravel the mysteries of the physiological role of the intriguingly complex RH system. Original blood can be given to anyone with a negative RH blood type, which is why scientists often say that it's worth its weight in gold. But what if a person born with this unusual blood type ever needs a blood transfusion? That would be a big problem as they could only receive RH null blood. This makes it very dangerous to live with. If they receive blood from someone who is positive for one of the 60 RH antigens they lack, their own antibodies could react with the incompatible blood donor blood cells, triggering a potentially lethal immune system response." Unquote. What is the purpose of antigens in blood? Besides determining blood type, their purpose doesn't seem to be understood. Besides rhesus null, what other rare blood types exist that don't fit in the simple groupings? Apparently, there are 34 other blood group systems with more than 300 known variants. This all comes down to the antigens found on the surface of red blood cells. I have read that if a woman with rhesus-negative blood becomes pregnant with a rhesus-positive baby, that the baby could become very ill unless the mother is given an antibody known as rhesus-D immunoglobin. But we'll have to continue after this short break, and you're listening to Too Good to Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Patty Conklin grew up in Brooktondale, New York with a unique ability. Unlike others, she could see how the vibration of words and emotions affected the physical body. She discovered how to release stored emotion and facilitate healing. This began today's Conklin method of cellular cleansing. The private practice grew with tremendous results, as did her reputation. More and more people sought her out, bringing her into the home for healing. She soon realized she could even teach this to others, and they could shift perception and thus prevent illness from occurring. Patty Conklin quickly became a frequent keynote speaker, and she developed a curriculum for teaching the Conklin method of cellular cleansing. For more information, visit pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N, pattyconklin.com, or call 404-474-0086. That's 404-474-0086. 
Mission Evolution is dedicated to the well-being of the planet and animals, as well as the evolution of humankind. One major factor threatening all three is increasing toxicity. Heavy metals and other environmental toxins are poisoning our bodies, deteriorating our brains, blocking our spiritual connection, and shortening our lives. Yet these poisons are extremely difficult to remove. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, and I recently became aware of a product created from the marriage of nature and nanotechnology called Vitality. It's formulated from zoolite, whose crystalline structure binds toxins, gently carrying them out of the body. The light is only as clear as the window through which it shines. Clear your body, shine your light into the world. Visit VitalityHappens.com for a 20% discount. Enter code PATHHOME. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Welcome back to Too Good to Be True. And before the break, we were discussing the rhesus negative blood type. And I was just discussing how a rhesus negative mom can not have a rhesus rhesus positive baby without a special shot. So, Dad, can you continue with this topic? Yes, a condition that requires a special shot is known as hemolytic disease of the fetus and newborn, or HDFN with the baby's blood cells rapidly breaking down. What about the wild theories about people with rhesus-negative blood? There are some outlandish claims on the internet blogs and in YouTube videos, and it's hard to find a serious article on the subject. The Sentinel Progress website, in an article by guest columnist Jill Pertler from March of 2017, includes the following, quote, Certain traits are rumored to correlate with RH negativity, some more interesting than others. People without a factor are thought to have an increased capacity for empathy and even psychic abilities. I wouldn't have predicted that. Their body temperature is lower than their positive peers. It cannot be cloned, so you might see my doppelganger, but never my cloned twin. According to highly scientific internet wisdom, People abducted by aliens are more likely to be RH negative. I better start locking my bedroom door at night. There are few positives related to being negative. Folks without the factor have a natural resistance, but not immunity to HIV, smallpox, and bubonic plague. I guess I can finally quit worrying about succumbing to black death. Phew. Scientists are interested in how RH negative came to be and why. Is there an advantage or disadvantage to being RH negative? If you ask me, I'd say it's a little of both. Disadvantage during pregnancy, advantage towards plagues. Add to that a proper propensity for leadership. 
since the RH factor was identified mid-last century, the website ResusNegative.net reports U.S. presidents with RH-negative RH blood in, that include Eisenhower, Kennedy, Nixon, Reagan, George W. Bush, Clinton, and Obama. British royals Queen Elizabeth, Princes Charles, William, and Harry are also part of the club, as was Princess Diana. That's quite a group, unquote. If something like 15% of people are racist negative, that suggests the presidents and royals are disproportionately represented. Are there other sources that have similar information? The Seniors Only Club blog states the following, quote, These people seem to all share the unusual blood type, RH negative. The people with RH blood types in the whole world amount to about 7% of the world's population. In the United States, we have about 15% of people with those blood types with African-Americans with RH blood are less than 5%. So considering this, what is the likelihood that so many of our presidents, all of them since Eisenhower, would have had a negative blood type? Entertainers include Marilyn Monroe, O.J. Simpson, John Lennon, Madonna, Clint Eastwood and Morgan Freeman. Many more well-known entertainers are also on the list." Unquote. What do you think is going on with so many U.S. presidents apparently being racist negative? I read somewhere that 44 out of 45, 44 out of 45 presidents have been racist negative, with the 45th being Donald Trump. But President Kennedy, for one, was racist positive, according to his blood type card, that states so positive. The card has been put up for sale and can be easily searched for on the Internet. The Recess Blood Group has only been known since 1937 or 1940. So how could someone make that claim? I think you've answered your own question regarding the 44 out of 45 presidents. But there is an interesting theory known as the most royal candidate theory, which Wikipedia explains. Quote, the most royal candidate theory is the proposition that the winning candidate in the United States, in United States presidential elections will be the candidate with the greatest percentage of royal blood in his or her pedigree. The theory was first publicized by Harold Brooks Baker, who promoted it during several election cycles, ending with the 2004 presidential election, the last before Brooks Baker's death, unquote. And did the, does the theory actually hold up? Not 100%, as Wikipedia explains. Quote, every four years for a number of election cycles, Harold Brooks Baker, Harold Brooks Baker publicized his theory during the presidential election campaign, touring the talk circuit and expanding upon it. He gave examples of presidents whose losing opponents did not have royal blood, Ronald Reagan versus Walter Mondale, where the winner simply had more royalty, John F. Kennedy versus Richard Nixon. Based on his theory, Brooks Baker predicted that John Kerry would defeat the incumbent President George W. Bush in the 2004 presidential election, because while sharing a number of royal bloodlines, Kerry had more royal ancestors than Bush. However, Bush was re-elected and Brooks Baker died a few months later." Unquote. What about the 2016 election? According to a September 2015 London Daily Mail newspaper article, Trump may have had an edge, but apparently the two former candidates are related. Quote, presidential hopeful Donald Trump is related to the notorious medieval monarch, King Richard III, it has emerged. The controversial billionaire is a distant cousin of the infamous Shakespearean villain.
Ancestry website, myheritage.com, claims that Republican Trump, as well as his Democrat rival Hillary Clinton, are the direct descendants of the 14th century first Duke of Lancaster, John of Gaunt. Gaunt, who died in 1399 at Leicester Castle, was Richard III's great-great-uncle, unquote. But I wonder if we aren't all distant relatives of each other. We touched on this previously, but what is the incidence of rhesus-negative blood type within different peoples? According to the African Resource website, there is a breakdown as follows. Whites, 15%. African-Americans, 7%, largely due to admixture with whites. African descent, 3%. Native Americans, 1%. And Asians, 0.3%. I wonder what blood types emperors of Japan have had. I couldn't find any information on that. Apparently, a widely held, held belief has existed in Japan in that blood type determines personality. But being rhesus negative or positive doesn't seem to come into the equation. Maybe at 0.3% of the population, the numbers are too small for rhesus negative blood. We touched on the subject earlier, but what about the theories about rhesus negative blood and extraterrestrials? The Gaia website has an article from July of 2018 entitled, Does RH negative blood increase odds of alien abduction? The article questions where the blood type originated. Quote, in addition, because RH positive shares the trait similarity with other species, specifically apes, the RH positive bloodline can be mapped through time and evolution. RH negative cannot. It has no similarities or earthly trace. So where did RH negative come from? Since the discovery of blood types over 100 years ago, little else has been identified by science as to how our blood types originated and why they exist at all. However, in putting together a history of evidence in modern science, theorists believe that rhesus negative blood type points to alien ancestors and the merging of two distinct DNAs, unquote. So where does the alien abduction come in? The Gaia article continues, quote, Believers hypothesize that aliens continue to experiment and approve, on, approve upon their design by abducting humans. Others say they need our organs and blood for transfusions, transplants or cloning, and interstellar colonization. The singularity of RH negative, the elements in detail of recorded history and legend, the compiling accounts and a revealing component, the highest number of alien abductees are RH negative, produces compelling evidence linking the alien abductions to not only their very real existence, but also their extensive and ongoing contact with Earth. The reason for abduction remains for abductions remains a mystery, and the possibilities for why they visit Earth or whom they choose to abduct appear to go beyond simple family reunion or friendly deep space neighborly content contact. However, as we ourselves continue our own genetic research and push the limits on cloning and DNA splicing, and uncover more evidence connecting the microscopic building blocks to all life in the universe. The potential of biological similarities with beings from another world doesn't seem so impossible." Unquote. I wonder who is tracking alien abductions and blood types. The last quote sounds a little questionable. Do people with rhesus-negative blood have more to worry about? Here's more from the Gaia article. Quote, If extraterrestrials continue to visit and share a blood trait with RH-negatives, preferring to abduct them over others, 
Are rhesus negatives safe? There currently is no definitive way that has been presented or shared with the public to prevent alien abductions. Suggestions from believers and abductees seem to point narrowly to wearing protective gear that blocks mind control and good old-fashioned mental and physical resistance, unquote. But the article goes on to include interesting and true common traits of people with rhesus-negative blood. It seems we have circled back to a similar discussion. Besides allegedly greater risk of abduction by aliens, what are those traits? With the exclusion of an increased capacity for empathy, increased risk of alien abduction, lower body temperature and ability to clone mentioned earlier, the remaining, remaining traits are listed from the Gayer article as follows. Extravertebra, higher than average IQ, more sensitive vision and other senses, uh, high blood pressure or higher blood pressure, increased occurrence of psychic intuitive abilities, predominantly blue-green or hazel eyes, red or reddish hair, increased sensitivity to heat and sunlight. We'll have to continue after the short break, and you're listening to Too Good To Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com, or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Join Patty Conklin and Healing Within Radio each week. More than entertainment, Healing Within offers educational, useful tools for everyday life. Listen for help overcoming fear, anxiety, and depression. Patty knows about eliminating cancer, MS, dementia, Parkinson's, and a host of illnesses that we face every day. Life can be good. Life is good. All you need are simple tools to start changing your life. Start right now by visiting pattyconklin.com. P-A-T-T-I-C-O-N-K-L-I-N. No matter where you are in the world, you can work with Patty through Skype, phone, or in person visiting one of her retreats in Georgia. Visit pattyconklin.com today. Or call our offices at 404-474-0086. That's pattyconklin.com. Or call 404-474-0086. 
Coming soon to the Exxon Broadcast Network is a different perspective with me, Kevin Randall, as your host. We'll be taking a close look at what is happening in the world of UFOs today with side trips into the paranormal. Guests will range from those who are household names to those who have a different perspective on a variety of topics. No topic will be taboo, but there will be tough questions asked as we all search for the truth about UFOs, the paranormal, and those things that excite us. Sometimes we'll agree with a guest and sometimes we won't, but we'll try to keep the program topical. For those of you who would like to read, be sure to visit www.kevinrandall.blogspot.com and remember to listen to the other fine programs on the X-Zone Broadcast Network at www.xzbn.net. to too good to be true and before the break we were discussing possible traits of people with rhesus negative blood extravertebrae i didn't know that extravertebrae was even possible and for cloning cloning of humans feasible animals of course can be cloned but cloning of humans is strictly prohibited so there should be no way of knowing whether an individual with rhesus negative blood could actually be cloned Taking extravertebrae first, the spinal cord website is clear that an extravertebra is in fact a possibility. Quote, six lumbar vertebrae in your spine are uncommon, but far from extraordinary. About 10% of the population has an extra bone in this region. And while additional vertebrae don't typically affect your health, they can complicate treatment for spinal cord injuries. The sixth vertebrae is, is typically located just below L5 making it the lowest vertebra and position it next to your ta tailbone. The extra bone is essentially just a harmless anomaly. Sometimes it's because one vertebra failed to fuse with another, but in other cases it's unclear why the bone appeared. L6 vertebrae don't grow overnight. If you have the condition, you've always had it. In the overwhelming majority of people, this condition causes no symptoms." Unquote. So what about cloning? Rhesus negative blood cannot be cloned. Apparently, cloning of blood to increase the blood supply has been a subject of research. A quote from the above, above top secret website is as follows. Quote, it has been observed that without rhesus, pro without rhesus protein, the cloned blood cell loses its required flexibility, as well as the DNA strand is difficult to use after retrieving it. The root cause for this is related to the D antigen, its genetic makeup and receptors variations. In combination, all these factors make it difficult to clone Rh-negative blood cells, and thus also in whole, unquote. With that, it's time for the first question. Why are there antigens found on the surface of red blood cells, along with antibodies mainly found in plasma, the liquid component of blood? Basically, as a protective measure, so to help protect the body as much as possible. So it really goes along with the unique properties of blood, where it's the life force of people. What are the purpose of antigens found on the surface of red blood cells? Basically, again, protection. So protection from outside forces such as viruses, bacteria, even irritants. So they help the whole body to function. With the immune system depending on recognizing antigens while releasing antibodies in the event of identifying cells with foreign antigens, is today's understanding of the immune system complete or is there more to it? There's more to it. So there's actually a lot more to be known about antibodies and how as a whole they function. 
So instead of focusing just on how they are helping the body, but also you could say becoming one with the body. So there's still a lot more even chemically wise that is unknown. Why are are there the prime blood groups A, B, A, B, and O? Basically as identifiers. So to be able to help identify different types of people. So it is a little bit arbitrary. Yes. Why is there the complication of the rhesus D antigen when present defining the rhesus positive blood type and when not present defining the rhesus negative blood type? Basically as a biological limiting factor. So basically where it is more difficult for rhesus negative and rhesus positive people to interact in many different ways. So you could say it was just kind of a biological wall between different people. In the early part of the 20th century, what happened to some recipients of blood transfusions assuming correct ABO blood before rhesus negativity was discovered? They could get very sick and even ill. So it basically, you could say, the body attacks itself with the new blood. Is human blood closely related to that of other primates? There are a lot of similarities, yes. Why are there differing percentages of blood types in different countries? For example, Chile with O positive at 85.5%, with North Korea at only 27.15%. Do the differences arise from genetics and differences in DNA? Basically, just where groups of people lived. So originally, it was the different blood types and those that were located together. And obviously, they passed on the traits onto their offspring. So different groups had different blood types until obviously the world became more well-traveled and they started mixing. Why is there the extremely rare blood type of rhesus null or golden blood without any of the antigens in the rhesus blood system? Basically, you can say that's more pure in a way. So it's been passed on from one generation to the next to the next. So it's a blood that hasn't been interfered with, you could say, with a rhesus positive. Is the number of 44 for the people, including the first person, identified with golden blood, indicative of how many, how few of the world population have their blood types identified? Yes, very true. Many people do not know their blood type. Even when they need to receive blood, it is not always told to them. So many people have no idea which blood type they are. Are there actually hundreds or, th- or thousands of people in the world that are rhesus known? or have golden blood, but do not know their blood type. Yes, that's completely true. Besides ABO, due to the antigens found on the surface of red blood blood cells, why are there 35 other blood group systems with more than 300 known variants? Basically, again, you could say the variety and evolution. So obviously, as people evolve different, you could say slight modifications were made. So in a way, it just goes back to evolution and how over time the body evolves. How is it possible that a woman with rhesus-negative blood that becomes pregnant with a rhesus-positive baby, the baby could become very ill unless the mother is given an antibody known as RHD, rhesus-D, immunoglobin? Basically, the body is rejecting the baby. So you could say that the body is viewing the baby as a foreign object and wants to get rid of it. Wouldn't human evolution have found a way for a rhesus-positive baby not becoming ill due to incompatibility with a rhesus-negative mother? If given enough time, possibly. But at this point, no, 
so the difference is too big between the rhesus negative and the rhesus positive, and it's too ingrained in the rhesus negative that it is just not possible at this time. So without medical intervention, it can go very wrong for both mother and baby. Do people with a rhesus negative blood type have an increased capacity for empathy and psychic abilities? That's been said yes, but again, the study of how many people has been very low. So to conclude this, many more people would have to be studied and many more people would actually have to understand and know about their blood type. Could the same be said for people with rhesus negative blood type? I'll start again. Could the same be said for people with a rhesus negative blood type having body temperatures lower than those with rhesus positive blood types? Exactly, yes, but generally for the smaller population studied, those traits are true. Hypothetically, is human cloning of rhesus negative individuals impossible? Hypothetically speaking, yes. Is illegal human cloning ongoing without the general population knowing about it? There's a lot going on in the background, so there have been attempts at human cloning, yes. Do people who are rhesus negative have a natural resistance but not immunity to HIV, smallpox or bubonic plague? Yes, they're the less likely to get it. Why is President Kennedy thought of as being rhesus negative when his published blood type card shows that his blood was O positive? Basically, in a way, it goes back to the rumor mill where it's assumed that people with rhesus negative are very different from a lot of mankind. So in this case, it was the rumor mill that spread. So his official blood type was not rhesus negative. Do or did Presidents Eisenhower, Nixon, Reagan, George W. Bush, Clinton and Obama, Obama, sorry, all have rhesus negative blood? That is correct, yes. Do British royals Queen Elizabeth, Princes Charles, William and Harry have rhesus negative blood? Yes. Did Princess Diana have rhesus-negative blood? Yes, she did. With something like 15% of the population in the USA and Britain with rhesus-negative blood, how can so many political leaders and royals have rhesus-negative blood? It basically goes back to how a lot of officials are kept in the family. So especially with the British royal family, when there's a family, it's more common if two individuals obviously have rhesus-negative, it will be passed down. So one it's a lot of these royals and officials are actually related, which makes the likelihood for it to be a lot greater. You have, you may have already answered most of this, but is there anything special about royals in terms of genetics, aside from being thought of as different by virtue of their parentage? Other than that, it's just tracing back where the blood comes from. So tracing back the origins of this blood. With rhesus-negative blood types on the planet amounting to about 7% of the total population, why do the United States and Britain have something like 15% of the population with rhesus-negative blood? Again, just where people migrated. So many people with rhesus-negative blood started in more of the European English area, and obviously a lot of those people migrated to the United States. So it just follows the migration and where the families decided to eventually end up. Do or did famous entertainers, including Marilyn Monroe, John Lennon, Madonna, Clint Eastwood, and Morgan Freeman, and apparently many others with similar fame, have rhesus-negative blood? That is correct, yes. Why do so many notables from Hollywood have rhesus-negative blood? You could say, in a way, it goes back to some of the traits of the people. 
So blood type does not necessarily distinguish exactly what you will be like, what your traits are. However, blood does obviously influence many factors about yourself. So there are different conclusions that can be drawn that the blood type makes you more likely to have certain traits, which puts them more in the celebrity status. But we'll have to continue after this short break, and you're listening to Too Good To Be True with Justina Marsh and Pete Marsh on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, www.xebn.net. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like Exxon, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. 
Memorable dynamic presentations are a not-so-secret weapon in the business world. Do you have a powerful message that must be shared, but you haven't found a way to deliver that message? Do you want to be known as a top public speaker who gets amazing results? Are you ready to create and deliver your powerful message? Thomas Hyde can help you create and deliver your speech to get the results you desire. Visit IconQuality.com. Did you expect your business to flourish, but instead it plateaued or didn't get off the ground yet? Would you like to achieve massive goals and discover new sources of income within your business? When you're ready to experience that type of success with fast results, Cindy Hendricks is the business coach for you. Her work with entrepreneurs and business owners has been life-changing. To get you and your business where you want to be, go to imaginemoresuccess.com. Has the fear of public speaking stalled your business or personal life? What would you give to develop and maintain supreme confidence? Have an invaluable private program to always perform at your best. Imagine how you would feel. You can have all that and so much more today with Thomas Hyde's life-changing course called Number One Fear Unleashed. Visit NumberOneFear.com and be liberated from your fear of public speaking. good to be true and before the break we were going through the questions and psychic insight about Reese's negative blood and dad can you please continue with the questions why would anyone think that 44 out of 45 presidents in the United States have been Reese's negative when Reese's blood types were only identified in the mid 20th century that's an assumption being made so based on their current family you can sometimes try to guess what their blood type was However, again, it's very tricky with blood types since very strange things can happen. So someone's blood type shouldn't be assumed. Again, the only way to actually know your blood type is to get tested and have a confirmation of what your blood type is. Is there any truth in the most royal candidate theory that the winning candidate in the United States presidential elections will be the candidate with the greatest percentage of royal blood in his or her pedigree? There's a lot more support for those candidates that can be said in the background. However, it's not really to do with their blood, but more the support of the families. How did Harold Brooks Baker arrive at his most royal candidate theory? Basically, there were some assumptions made, so trying to connect the dots of the larger puzzle. In 1984, was Walter Mondale's lack of royal blood a reason why he lost the presidential election to Ronald Reagan? No, in that case, there was just more support, so he just wasn't as likable. In 1960, did John F. Kennedy defeat Richard Nixon because he had more royal blood, or are there other reasons for Kennedy winning? There were other reasons. For the public, he was the most likable candidate, but again, there was more support in the background. So usually when a candidate has more of the support, again, they will be more likely to win. You have probably already answered this. But in 2004, John Kerry, with more royal ancestors than incumbent George W. Bush, or sharing a number of royal bloodlines, was defeated. Does this suggest that Harold Brooks Baker's theory is only one factor possibly influencing the outcome of an election? Yes, 100%. So someone's blood does not tell if they're going to win an election or not. For the 2016 presidential election, were Donald Trump, as well as his rival, Hillary Clinton, direct descendants of the 14th century first Duke of Lancaster, John of Gaunt? 
That could be said. Is Donald Trump related to the medieval king, English king rather, Richard III? Obviously, very distantly, yes. You have probably already answered this, but did Trump's more royal ancestry have anything, any influence on the outcome of the 2016 election? No. Why is there the distribution of racist negative people by race? Whites, 15%. African-Americans, 7%, largely due to admixtures with whites. African descent, 3%. Native Americans, 1%. And Asians, 0.3%. You can think about the origin of the different peoples. So obviously, originally, everyone kind of started together and then they started to spread out. So that is kind of the key of why there's a difference of which ethnicity you are and if you will be racist negative or not is the origin. So this really goes into trying to discover where humans actually came from, which is obviously an ongoing debate. Do the emperors of Japan have any particular blood type? They're most likely in the O category, with some being O negative and some being O positive. With rhesus blood type not being part of the equation, why is it believed by some in Japan that blood type determines personality? Again, blood does have a huge influence on the body. It's the life force of the body in a way. So there are some characteristics that can be assumed by their blood type. However, again, there are so many different things that go into a person's personality. So you can't base it on just this. In Japan, why isn't Reese's blood type considered as influencing personality? Is it because only about 0.3% of the population are Reese's negative? Yes, it's just a small number that is just not worth considering. I think we should explain that you have a six-month puppy playing out. Yep. Okay, so the next question. As some believe, is it possible that the Reese's positive bloodline could be mapped through time and evolution? That'd be very difficult since a lot of blood types are already lost. So instead of mapping it back, it's more mapping it in the present. So looking at the current people with racist negative and trying to really conclude not the obvious what makes them different, but also biologically, there's still more to be discovered. So for the racist negative bloodline, that couldn't be mapped either. Correct. And um, my puppy is agreeing right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess we better apologize for the puppy. Over the last hundred years, why has there been so little apparent progress in discovering how human blood types originated and why they exist at all? The hard part is that obviously when a person dies, there's really no more blood for anyone to study. So it's something that someone dies, it basically goes with them. So that's why it's so difficult is that you can't really pull the blood of all the people who have passed away. So finding the origin is very difficult since it's not something that is going to last. Did rhesus negative blood in humans originate from alien ancestors and merging of DNA? That's a complicated question since that goes back to where did humans come from and the argument over origins. But for rhesus negative, other forms should be looked at, obviously not just monkeys and apes and the type of animal. Instead, you need to look more in a deeper place, which could be said. So again, there's no yes or no to that answer. It's just the origin of humans in general that needs to be studied more. Does rhesus native blood in rhesus monkeys suggest some common ancestry with humans? It could, but then again, the animal kingdom has to stem from somewhere. So humans share other DNA traits with even animals, not of the ape or monkey category, but also with plants. So again, DNA needs to be understood 
where even small traits of the DNA are changed, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's related. Are believers correct in hypothesizing that aliens continue to experiment and improve upon their design by abducting humans? There are many people who believe in the experiments, but again, it's something that people will have to decide for themselves. So it's 100% possible that aliens abducted people and did experiments on them. Are other believers correct in conjecturing that aliens need human organs and blood for transfusions, transplants or cloning for interstellar colonization? Again, it needs to be thought of that extraterrestrials are at a different intelligence and have different ideas to humans. So they may use humans for different experiments, but not necessarily colonization. Are individuals or organizations actually tracking alien abductions by blood type? There is some tracking going on, yes. Could it be possible that the highest number of alien abductees are rhesus negative? Yes. Assuming that alien abductions are occurring, is there any possibility of preventative measures? No, unfortunately, no. Do people with rhesus-negative blood have some of the following traits? Extravertebra, higher than average IQ, more sensitive vision and other senses, higher blood pressure, increased occurrence of psychic intuitive abilities, predominantly blue-green or hazel eyes, red or reddish hair, and increased sensitivity to heat and sunlight. So again, it really depends on the individual, but a lot of those traits are very common, yes. But again, just because someone is rhesus negative doesn't mean that they will have all those traits. But some of them apply, is that correct? Yes. Why doesn't it seem to be well known that about 10% of the population have a six lumbar vertebra in the spine? <laughs> Excuse the puppy again, please. It's not something that's studied, so it's not something the doctors are really concerned about. Besides for the purposes of successful blood transfusion, transfusions and rhesus-native mothers avoiding disease with rhesus-positive babies, what can we learn from different blood types? Does being different actually matter? This will really help the whole debate about the origin of mankind. So in the story about where do humans come from, the blood type does matter. That was the last answer. Is being rhesus negative making it more likely that you have higher than average IQ? Too good to be true. That depends on what you are prepared to believe. Taking the last point first, it seems that in better understanding the origin of mankind, a better understanding of the different blood types is extremely important. Currently, it seems that there is a sufficient understanding of the different blood types for medical practitioners to benefit their patients. So that suggests that there is no urgent need to further study the different blood types. We did learn that the antigens that define the different blood types are helpful in helping the body to function, although, they're, although officially their function appears to be unknown. But blood type can have an influence on personality, although there are many other factors. There appear to be truth in being rhesus negative, providing for a number of possible traits. It's interesting that there appears to be a higher number of rhesus negative notables in Hollywood, as well as the British royalty and among recent U.S. presidents. If you are a believer in alien abductions, then being rhesus negative is more likely to result in an, an individual being a victim. But I think that a really interesting observation is that having similar DNA with a species within a species is one thing. But across, another, but across species is another. It doesn't sound like mankind have apes as their ancestors. 
I can't help thinking that today's show raised more questions than answers. Yes, but nowhere was it indicated that mankind would not eventually find the answers. Well, I think before we run out of time here, it's important to note that the way that most people find out their blood type is actually through donating blood. And many different organizations, depending on what country you're from, usually do take blood donations and are very happy to take those donations. So if you do want to find out your blood type, they usually let you know. But as always, we will mention our Facebook page at Too Good To Be True with the first two spelled T-W-O and our Instagram page at T-W-O-G-T-B-T. And as always, we are always willing to listen to suggestions and we are still accepting anyone who would like to be interviewed. If you can just send a small biography over, that would be great. And as always, thank you so much to the listeners and we look forward to next week's show. Mm -hmm.